Full Service Radio programming is available on our website, fullserviceradio.org, and as a podcast, thanks to Simplecast. For more information, visit simplecast.com. Tune in to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. Hey, friends, welcome to Shift Drink on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm Matthew Ramsey, cheeseburger psychic. Mezcal, mez, uh, mezcal mentalist and tortilla wrestler. I am Eddie Kim, unapologetic idiot traveler, new, noodle junkie, and uh, bartender emeritus about town. Every week we share a shift drink and swap war stories from behind the line with chefs, bartenders, bakers, and brewers, and pretty much anyone who touches or paints about this <laughs> industry. Uh, this week we have an artist, illustrator, and food artist extraordinaire Marcella Kriegel. Kriebel. Kriebel, yes. Yep. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> that was my bad. If you can't tell, listeners, we're totally reading off a of script right now. That was my typo, so my bad. And Matthew has many typos. Uh, <laughs> 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 we're going off script here. We're going off script. Uh, this, was, this week was a, was a really big week in D.C. Uh, unfortunately, we lost some... Some giants near and far. Uh, DC took home a large beer, Steinley Cup. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not a sports guy. Uh, but we don't have an open container law, so nobody better drink from it. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, it was Pride <laughs> Weekend. Salute to all of our friends. Uh, also, the Rammies happened. Congrats to Espita on their cocktail program. And DC is star studded with the cast of the up and coming Wonder Woman in town. They're everywhere. Wait, are they really? Yeah. I thought you were joking. No, no, no. They're everywhere. Without getting too specific, we're talking big people from Wonder Woman. Well, they've been, they've, they've done that Maydan, Lady Dip. Well, Chris Pine has a small head, so I don't know if he's a big person. I don't think so, man. He, he, he actually is, he, lo- he looks taller <laughs> in real life. He's six feet. Okay, fine. Well, Gal- just, just ask Siri, I, I did. I just assume that Gal Gadot is very tall and Chris Pine sits on like a, an apple box because he's very short. She might be, just be tall. She might be 6'1". I don't know. We'll have to she is Wonder Woman. Anyways. <laughs> we have our very own Wonder Woman right here. We do. We do. How's it going? Uh, going well. Thank you. <laughs> uh, um, I liked your little amendment on the, uh, on the intro, Eddie. Because, uh, Marcella, you are a part of the industry in a very unique and interesting way. I still feel like an imposter. I certainly am. I'm a, I'm a food illustrator, and I'm a, I'm a cookbook author, certainly. But I've never actually worked in a restaurant. So that's kind of weird, right? Well, I don't, I don't <laughs> think you have to work in a restaurant to appreciate food. Nah. Yeah. I, am, I am a foodie. I'm a home cook. And I find inspiration, certainly endless inspiration, yeah. in all things edible. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think a lot of people have kind of come out this week kind of showing their appreciation and how much food really does impact their lives despite, you know, whether they work in an office or, or what have you. So. Word. Um, but since you do work with food, we, by de facto, you have a shift drink. 
That is true. Yeah. So what yeah. are we drinking right now? So we are drinking a dirty martini. Oh, I'm Castle so Vitrano grateful for this. Olives. You asked for an yes. extra dirty martini. Mm. And I have all the salad in mine, apparently. <laughs> my pouring skills. <laughs> Extra as, as dirty and, yeah, our, all our, four olives. Eddie gifted you four olives. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, dirty martini with an extra salad on the side. That's yeah. sometimes what we call it. Nah, this, um, is, this yeah. is my favorite drink because I love briny things. I love, like, acidic and vinegary flavors. So, yeah, that's... Without hesitate, when you were like, yo, what's your favorite drink? It's this or like a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Yeah. So, Marcelo, I ran into you at, a, at the, um, the Kingman Island folk, uh, folk music right. and bluegrass festival. So, I have a feeling that that might have affected. It was very hot, very dry. <laughs> it was. Yeah. There was a lot of beer being poured, at not a kind of cocktail insight, really. So, I understand that you may have had a dirty martini at the top of your head, mind. Yeah. Nice, chilled, yeah. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Um, I, I was looking through some of your illustrations, and one of them is of a dirty, how to make a dirty martini. This is the part where he calls me out. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, out of the gate. So I think step Coming number two was shake the martini, the uh, dirty martini. Uh, normally, you would stir a regular martini, though some people think, you know, yeah. some people appreciate shaking a dirty one just to get it really nice and cold and aerated. Do you, which, which do you prefer? You know, I guess it's stirred because most of the time when I drink them, a cocktail wizard is making one for me. The thing that comes to mind, though, is that famous quote, I'll take mine shaken, not stirred. Mm -hmm. And so that, I think, culturally is what comes to mind when I think about the preparation. Yeah, damn you, yeah. Ian Fleming. You. Ian Fleming, <laughs> he impacted the, the 90s and the early aughts in a way that was probably unforeseeable. God, he absolutely destroyed oh, that yeah. drink. Well, okay, so I did a little so research. There you go. Yeah. I did a little bit of research <laughs> on the drink. That's and good. And so David Wondrich is quoted, David Wondrich, uh, uh, God amongst bartenders as a historian, uh, quote, the classic martini is so beautifully balanced, it's focused like a laser beam, cold, refreshing, incisive. Mm. And once you put olive brine in it, it kind of spoils all of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we know where he stands. Um, I, dis I disagree. And you know what? It, whatever. It's subjective. It's, it's whatever means something to you. Yeah. But this is pure delight to me. It's good. And, and it's, it's been kind of, people say it's always just an artifact of the shitty cocktails of the the early 90s, yeah, uh, maybe going back to the 70s, but uh, a little research. It's been kind of, uh, there's a traces of the dirty martini since the, the early 1900s with a couple of muddled olives in the 1930s. So FDR liked a little bit of olive in huh? his martini. Yeah. Okay. So it's all good as long as you enjoy it. Yeah. That's all we care about. And a lot, as long as it's not vodka. That's me. Do you, prefer your, do you no. like yours with gin or vodka? I, I prefer with gin. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah. I'm like not a snob at all, unless it comes to vodka. Except with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eddie, do you remember your, your first martini? God, no. No, I don't. I remember. When uh, did I ever take mm. that first leap into, into having a martini? I don't know. I, I Probably one of my first real proper martinis. Uh, is pro probably where I work right now at Room 11, mm -hmm. where we started mm -hmm. making, we make our house martinis, two parts gin, one part vermouth. And then I um, got to know Derek Brown at the Columbia Room, and mm -hmm. he has done much more research on the martini. And his is one part gin and one part uh, dry vermouth, uh, ice cold, 
as ice cold as possible. Uh, stirred to a temperature between 35 and 37 degrees. Wow. I believe. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All you listeners, take notes. There will be a quiz. Yes. So that, I mean, whether your definition of what is the most proper martini, those are probably the two that stand out in my mind. Both sound great. My, my I, very first one, yeah. my, uh, I was over at Blues Alley. My mom was visiting me when I was a, a GW student. And uh, so I always associate dirty martinis with seeing jazz, live jazz, which I unfortunately don't see as much of anymore. But yeah, that's what stands out for me. And I just remember it tasting like a pine tree to me back then. A lot has changed. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's jump to our, our first game of the show. This is a little thing we call Two Truths, One Lie. Two Truths, One Lie. <laughs> I always like when our guests like pull out their cell phones for these because oh they, they put like a lot, of, a lot of work into this. It's homework. We no. it's always homework. The first. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Now remember, you're not just lying to us. You're lying to Eddie's mom, my mom, and all the other moms. Just the out two there. other people who listen to the show. So. Okay. No pressure. Maybe Jack's mom. All right. So, first up, my parents grow cannabis. Uh, both indica and sativa. Number two. I like, I like the differentiation. Are there factions amongst uh, some people? I guess only grow sativa. Yeah. Indica. I don't oh, okay. know. I mean, I guess I personally would only grow sativa. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're parsing your clues already. <laughs> Number two. I worked a wine vintage in 2009 in New Zealand. Ooh, okay. Number three. She didn't say what kind of varietal. Yeah, I was, I was about to ask. <laughs> what did you grow? I didn't grow, but I was working in a cellar. Working. It's okay, okay. Okay. These are both true. Good. I have a side hustle of making and bottling red and white wine vinegar. Ah, interesting. Oh, God. I can see that, too. All right, here's... Uh, Marcella is very multi-talented, so I Mar- would not I, so be, here, I've not seen, be I've seen your illustrations of weed, so I know you're not cannabis... Uh, what's the word? Cannabis like? virgin or... No, I, I, I know you're into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, New Zealand... Ah, New Zealand could be the one. But she got very specific about what she didn't do. I could elaborate on all three of these things if oh, you I, like. I, I bet you could. <laughs> <laughs> Said every liar ever. Yes. Uh, Eddie Kim, I'm going to let you take the charge <laughs> on this one. So it's wine growing, cannabis growing, or vinegar bottling. Uh, I'm going to say New Zealand. <laughs> Venezuelan. New Zealand. Oh. oh, wait. Oh, okay. So I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Damn it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, now so, it's down to you. Uh, I mean, I, w- I would have said vinegar. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I have attempted to like make my own vinegar and have failed miserably twice. <laughs> it's tough, man. Um, with the mother and like yeah. my leftover wine. Um, and the second time I did it, uh, I essentially you're converting this alcohol into acid, right? Yeah. And you're supposed to dilute it so that it doesn't 
overpower the mother. And so you dilute it with some water and still, months go by, still doesn't taste like vinegar. What does it taste anyway, like? Just, just watery wine? Yeah. yeah, watery wine. Anyway, yeah, so that's, that's sort of a, it's a lie Not because deep, deep. I never got good at it. Right. Uh, my dad does it really well. Ah, the dad cool. that grows cannabis. Uh, yeah. Have your parents been an inspiration to kind of your food path and totally? And all that? I grew up in Oregon, and the garden was like right outside the door, and that's what we ate from. And still to this day, when I go back, like I'll wake up in my dad's like Ziploc uh, or what's the uh, the freezer? Like like the, the, uh, like the veggie the veggie. Section. No no no. He's like freezing his cannabis like in the vacuum pack thing. Ah, okay. Yeah, vacuum pack. That's what yes. I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> like, old... go back and he's like got a huge mountain of weed and he's vacuum packing all I th- this stuff. I think stuff all of our parents do that, right? Giving it away Eddie to Kim? his friends. I think we can all, I mean, it seems like a pretty traditional. <laughs> no, my mom cried when she found my stash, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh my parents have accepted oh. it at, at my okay. in my later age. Uh, I now actually I, I bring them CBD gummies and stuff when there I go. There you go. Home. My dad and they appreciate that. Apples. Right? Yeah, I think that. Yeah, they just like they they love. Where are they out. based? They're in Texas. Okay. Uh, and I think like in their like you know retirement golden uh, golden years, they've just like they don't care at all, and they all their friends do it, and they just love just having a good time. That's where it's at with my parents. Yeah, all the friends do it. Everybody's got just a total excessive amount of cannabis that's crazy <laughs> yes. Can't, yes. Can, can, cannot yeah <laughs> don't know what that experience yeah. is like whatsoever <laughs> no and then the wine thing was actually i worked in a cellar so we were producing huge quantities of wine i worked okay. at drylands which makes uh kim crawford and monkey bay oh crawford. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. good old kiwi wine oh yeah. yeah oh yeah so cool yeah that was a fun um you know, pinky toe, getting led into the into the wine world. Were you a big Lord of the Rings fan? Is that why you went over? Nah, I went with my brother. Okay. Um, he wanted kind of a study abroad experience. Didn't have a language under his belt, so we were like thinking, okay, let's go to a place where we could speak to people. And so New Zealand it was. So we spent about four and a half months. We worked a vintage, and then we, we bought a car and circumnavigated the South Island. It was pretty awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. it was super cool. So it was, it was, I think it was kind of a cool thing for the vineyard or for the cellar to have a brother-sister duo that knew nothing. We were probably the youngest as well. So this like complete immersion. Cellarat. Yeah. 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 Cellarat. Yeah, yeah. We were total, we were cellarats. We yeah. were, we had like white gum boots with steel toes and, uh, you know, those navy blue onesies. Um, you know, they say every cellarat needs a cellar cat. <laughs> They say that. <laughs> That's going to leave Mark, Eddie. Yeah. Eddie Kim just headbutted. I just headbutted my guy. I'm crone. <laughs> it was that good. Uh, you've written and illustrated and published two cookbooks now. It's uh, true. Mi Cubana uh, Latina? No. Mi... Mi... <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is um, Mi, co- Mi Comida Latina. Um, yeah. Comida Latina. And the second one, which released not last November, is Comida Cubana. That's right. So... Should I dive into that and tell you? Yeah, yeah let's talk about it, please. Okay, because um, I am not Latina, but I've traveled throughout lots of countries 
and I'm spe I speak Spanish. So I started out as a study abroad kid, and then throughout my 20s, on and off again, would have these extended backpacker stints, traveling and staying with people and cooking with them in their homes. And so I, as an artist, always, um, I kept a sketchbook journal that whole way. And so the first book is very much like a refined version of the sketchbook journal that I had throughout uh, traveling throughout eight countries. And uh, so that's the first book. Cool. Um, it was produced thanks to a successful Kickstarter campaign. I raised almost $31,000 in oh. one month's time in the conclusion of 2012. Nice. And that was like, that was after I had lost my job. And so I spent the majority of 2012 like working on this project that I had no idea where it would go. It was just a total passion project, bunch of recipes that I had learned that I make here on a regular basis. Um, and people were always asking me, how do you make, you know, how yeah. do you make this and that? So, um, did you, did you already kind of have a, a business or, or a, a practice of making, making your artwork I did out not. in the public yet? Okay. Nah. So the reason that most of my artwork is food related is thanks to that first cookbook. Ah, cool. Okay. Yeah. I created, I started to create these watercolor illustrations to complement the book. The first one was the peppers illustration, which has all of the capsaicin Scoville scale heat units in it tells cool. you oh. it's kind of this explosion of all these different varieties that tell you all the different um, Scoville heat units of each. Uh, so that was like one of the uh, backer awards for the cookbook. Right on. And then after that, it's just snowballed. Yeah. Um, with, uh, with that first one, um, I'm, I'm curious about your process, just like yeah. from, the, from the creative side. Are you, uh, you're obviously, you were kind of, I feel like it's probably sketching as you, you went um, yeah. down there. Did you recreate these things? Do you, like, do you ever work from like photographs, or are you like drawing from um, the illustrations? From the moment, yeah. Um, when I'm in a kitchen, it is a really multifaceted thing where I'm like doing quick sketches in the margins, but also writing in Spanish and English a little bit of both because sometimes your brain doesn't go that fast, right? right? right so, right. so my notes are super messy, <laughs> um, and and it's also asking questions as people are cooking and sure. showing me portions and using their handful for, you know, like certain quantities and stuff. And then, um, so I do take pictures mm -hmm. and then when I come back to my kitchen, that's when the refining happens. So I'll recreate these dishes, cook them. Yeah. Um, and then use photographs as a reference to kind of refine those illustrations. Usually, like in some of the beginning um, illustrations, you'll see these step-by-step -step kind of things in the, to the left, to the right of, of sequence. Yeah. Um, yeah. And those are usually just created on the spot, like these simple little, right here's how you turn, you know, this tortilla or whatever. I feel like food's yeah. like one of those mediums. It's incredibly hard to capture because as soon as, as it's cooked or plated, like that's the moment yeah. it starts breaking down again right yeah you have like yeah. That, you have a very short window so i know like i know just from personal experience when i was doing uh the porn burger cookbook like oh my god trying yeah. to photograph these you know that perfect drip or whatever like right. it takes you have to be quick yeah. <laughs> i think a lot of yeah. it comes down to style and what your end goal is sure you know compositionally for me i have a background in, in cultural anthropology with a latin american focus and studio art so I was always 
thinking about composition as an artist from the beginning too. This idea of, you know, maybe it is this, it is the sequential little thumbnail drawings, but some of the recipes are just one final bird's eye view of the plate, and then the uh, the sequence and the recipe is sort of around that entire graphic. So some are really simple with just one illustration, and then yeah. others are just more complex. Multifaceted. Yeah. So I think it's fun to do a mix. Right on. Yeah. Well, we're going to step out for a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about your inspiration cool. and uh, kind of what's going on. Yay. And you're listening to Bring a Little Love by Keto. That's K-I-E-D-O. Find them on SoundCloud. We will be right back. joining us again folks i'm eddie kim i'm sitting next to matthew ramsey and marcella creeble uh, this is shift drink broadcasting live out of the amos morgan or um, the line hotel in amos morgan uh marcella let's keep discussing some how your process on making your illustrations uh totally matthew you mentioned matthew you matthew you have a background in uh working in a design team a creative design team um, mostly in what, photography and video. Yeah. yeah. So I, I used to, I used to, yeah, exactly. I used to work on a design team. I remember, like the one thing I'd always ask we, we, when people would come interview with us, it would be like, how do you know when a piece of work is done? Right. It's like <laughs> it's the age old question. question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like, I mean, you, you, I have a couple of your, your illustrations on my wall at home. Uh, they're both eggs. What do you have? I have, yeah. I have the egg, two of the egg ones. The quail eggs, maybe. Yeah, quail and eggs the and then egg and the fried the, egg. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to commission you to make something for me. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew, you want to guess? Do it. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty obvious. I bet it's blood sausage. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have done a kielbasa before. Okay. But, uh, never blood sausage. I want oh, a Japanese highball. Uh, ah, that'd be cool. Ooh, there love it. Another cocktail one. So okay. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, but I, I don't know. How do you like, because a lot of your, your illustrations are right. of kind of, and I'm not trying to undersell, but like everyday yeah. items. Yeah. Like done, and that, done I beautifully. mean, I, I aim to do the everyday item. I mean, honestly it is, it's what you're craving. It's what's in season. It's what I love to eat. Um, there's endless inspiration in food. So really, uh, what your question is like, how do I know when it's done? Yes. Yeah. Um, 
oftentimes, it is, uh, watercolor is such an instanta instantaneous medium. You know, it, it actually doesn't take that long. Um, but it's more about the composition. And then often, my last step is the drop shadow. The thing that people don't know about my work is that I do, uh, I sell prints most of the time. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's a big part of my living, right? Um, but I will scan all of my originals and spend quite a bit of time in color correction. So previous to this, I was a, I did design. Cool. Um, so I'm proficient in the Adobe Creative Suite, you know. Right. So I, uh, you know, I fuck around with the reds and greens. Yeah, of course. And color balance a lot. I think, so I think that's part of all art totally. at all today. Yeah. So with. Um, that being said, though, what I, what I didn't mention is the scan of, that high-resolution scan of the original often does really alter the look or sure. of these, these different values. Yeah. So I will, you know, go back and, uh, and work with those. And process. Yeah. So, so from an original standpoint, you know, I'll often do a drop shadow and make sure that, you know, if I take a picture of it from far away, that it is striking, that it, that it yeah. really does kind of meet that that kind of qualification that it's striking that it that pops from the page that's what i'm looking for in an original but yeah <laughs> um so a lot, a, you said like a big part of your business comes from selling these prints and i think yeah. a lot of people yeah. know your artwork through these these kind of individual personal prints that they put up in their homes or for, in the yeah. book and then they're a little bit on the smaller scale yeah. But yeah. now you've kind of, you've branched out. You, you did a mural for Pow Wow DC, which right. is a great annual uh, event in DC and other cities uh, celebrating basically street artwork and graffiti style. Totally. Well, you're, you're, the, yeah. you're not graffiti style, but uh, That's all the around the city. <laughs> so now, yeah. now you have, what, how large was she the mural now. that you did? Yeah. Uh, the mural is, uh, it's on a 12 foot wall by mm -hmm. 60 feet. So um, and on a bike path, right? The Metropolitan Branch Trail. So just under the what is Avenue it overpass. For our listeners? Yes, it is all these different vegetables and fruits and stuff. So um, going through, I've got a pomegranate, papaya, uh, a couple beets, jalapeno, strawberries. Is that everything? Oh, some blueberries. Okay. Anyway, and they're all sort of like floating on this white background with a drop shadow. And there's some drips. So there's that instantaneous element. Drawing... On a wall is very different than drawing, you know, bird's yeah. eye view on a table on like a 11 by 14 piece of paper. So, well, you've done um, whole tables. So you did the tables at true. Union Market, yeah. Well, yeah, which is also another larger, style. larger yeah. medium. That was such a fun project. Uh, and then yeah. uh, you, you tell me that you just came from uh, a gig that you're about to do today, doing some signage at a local. Yeah, uh, so that's more of a commercial store. thing. So yeah. I mean, these are different. Now you've kind of, you've definitely branched out to these other. Yeah, I mean, I think as an entrepreneur and artist, it's fun to be able to, and someone that works for myself, you know, it's fun to be able to immerse myself in a collaboration or some kind of a project that um, engages the public, but I'm also working with somebody. So in that case, you're mentioning Odd Provisions. I'm going to do a, a kind of a graphic sign, hand-painted sign for them. And that won't bear any likeness to the Illustrated Feast Prince collection and that's that's fun you know that's it's fun for me to have these distinct chapters well and it's also just like another way that you're kind of touching this industry in a really unique yep. way thank you yeah yeah do you have a, <laughs> a dream 
gig that you want to do? Oh, man. In the city I'd love or to anywhere? do I'd love to do more murals. I really I really do like working big. Um, and I love to collaborate with other people. I think that's all in the same being a self-employed person. It's fun cuz I have a lot of freedom, but it's also kind of like I'm on my own little island a lot, you know? It's like all, Is it a lonely island or do you just a like A little bit. So that's why I'm I am all your favorite DVDs and, and uh, <laughs> Yeah, I do I do like foods watch stuff like Anthony Bourdain, you know, and yeah. I'm like watercolor painting, for example, or yeah, yeah, I do, I do listen to podcasts and yeah. things when I'm at my desk. Yeah. Uh, you are reaching out now a little bit too off of your island. Uh, you just started a series of paintings on uh, uh, foods from immigrant foods from countries yeah. on the temporary status protection list. So yeah. Matthew and I both had to wiki this. So. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this up. This is the thing I'm really pumped about. Oh, it's so. super cool. Yeah. Uh, this is a temporary status elig- uh, of, to eligible nationals of designated countries who are present in the United States. The status accorded to nationals from some countries affected by armed conflict or natural disaster. Definitely not reading that one. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and this is very, very, very pertinent for, for our times these days. So tell, tell us about how yeah. where um, this project came from. Food, as we've already established, is the most relatable medium, right? Which to engage in conversation and build bridges. Um, and, you know, I, I draw food, but taking it another level and really connecting with people, bringing, bringing to light these these different foods and engaging in conversation about these places, I think, cannot come at a better time. And um, the thing that I would really like to happen is to be able to collaborate with some people from these countries to kind of turn the lens away from me and more about their narratives. So, so I'm just beginning. Yeah, <laughs> you, just, you just did um, Momos, a Momos on a plate. I did, I did. Uh, so I just came back from Hudson, New York. I did an artist residency there for a week. Right on. And that was when I really dove a little deeper into the research. And I, again, I'm just starting, but there are 10 um, countries on the temporary protected status list. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I plan to explore each of those countries and um, hopefully, you know, hey, maybe this is a yeah. call right now. If anyone is has um, ethnic origin to those countries, if they would like what, to, what, what, what are the other countries? countries? Okay, yeah. all right. Okay. So uh, Nepal, Nepal. The first one was Nepal for the, with the Momos. All right. This is going to be like my quiz. Can you Google it really quick? <laughs> yeah. And I will get as many as I can. Okay. Uh, Sudan, South Sudan, El Salvador, Honduras. I'm jumping around continents. I got. I got you. Yemen, I got you. Syria. Uh, Nicaragua, Nepal. I'm missing two. Uh, there's Sudan and South Sudan. I did say that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you get Yemen? Yes. Okay. El Salvador, Haiti. Somalia. Haiti. I didn't Haiti. say Haiti. Haiti. Okay. Honduras. I may not have said Somalia. Okay. Okay. So, anyway, yeah. El Salvador, Haiti, Honduras, Nepal, Nicaragua, Somalia, South Sudan, Sudan, mm-hmm. Syria, and Yemen. Yeah. So collaborators, collaborators, collaborate. Yeah. Some yeah. examples of previously temporary status, Sierra Leone, Angola, Kuwait, mm-hmm. Rwanda, Bosnia. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, because, I mean, at the end, like, I always say, like, food is basically, like, the beating heart of 100%. every culture, right? 100%. That's, that's, for me, when I'm traveling, that's, like, 
the kind of how-to guide <laughs> on, on what a culture is and what it represents and uh, where it comes from. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's an entry point. You know, very quickly, you get to know someone perhaps by just having a conversation of, you know, shaken, not stirred. Sure. But then you, you very quickly dive into something different, you know, history and origin of each dish, which can quickly lead to... The uncomfortable you know, conversations. Yeah, like some politics, have. some, his, you know, origin of ingredients and family history. So. And even my mom does better than this person's mama. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, the, like... Yeah, yeah, and, and <laughs> a, there's a lot more of that happening, you know, all over the United States. Uh, actually, we, since we just mentioned the Rammies happened last night, uh, Chris Morgan and Gerald Addison won for best culinary rising star chefs in D.C. Hot damn! And they're doing Middle guys. Eastern and North African food, which normally would not have seen the light of day in such a, a large forum. Um, and and yeah, yeah, and, and they 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 walked that line of. What dishes they actually? I mean, very rarely do you have to, as as a chef or a bartender, we have to think about the geopolitical issues of what you put out on a menu, and they do. Uh, so. But you know, I think that, and as it should be, I think that's happening more and more. Right. And mm-hmm. I think it's a conversation that is ever circulating, and I think it should be. I think there's a lot of responsibility uh, in that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of just flip things real quick. Is there anything you just hate drawing? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Spill the beans. I mean, it sucks because I really like eating these things, that being fried foods. Ah, okay. Fried foods suck. They're ugly. They're sure. ugly. They're ugly and beige. And they're beige <laughs> and tan and all kinds of neutral, you know, sepia, burnt sienna colors. I know, but I just had a wonderful and, uh, meal this weekend, and it was all beige, <laughs> and it was yeah. like, I, it's unapologetically beige, and I love it, so. So, and that, you know, <laughs> strikes a chord, gives you a good memory, and, and then you'd ask me to illustrate that, and I'd be like, okay, I can do this, it's going to be, you know, a lot of ink pen to really define that yeah. definition. That crispy edge. Yeah, that, cri- <laughs> that cr- crispy edge, but then from a color standpoint, I don't know, got to make that that plate really bright or something <laughs> so what do you like to cook the most or i mean draw the mm, most then draw the, the most. most the most colorful the most eye-popping eye-grabbing dishes <sighs> yeah um i mean I, okay something that equally i love to draw and eat is ceviche because there's so many different kinds and you can put so many different things in ceviche right um so that's fun because it can also you know it can be more of a salad where there's less of the leche de tigre, or it can be a soup, so there's can be served different ways. Leche de tigre. Leche de tigre. Yeah. It's one of the most mm. passion names for a marinade in all <laughs> so of food. <it> <laughs> yeah. Uh, makes for a great chaser after a show. Do you have a list of things you're like, oh, man, on Thursday I'm going to draw a banana. <laughs> is, there, is there like a, a checklist of things that I drew like, a four-foot banana cluster <laughs> last week. Yeah. As part of this immigrant foods thing, I'm going to do um, some really large-scale graphic uh, images as well as some smaller, more detailed Did you draw the things. banana on there for scale? Was, uh, it, was it a banana for scale? It was larger than life. <laughs> Three by four feet. <laughs> for scale. Uh, um, right, yeah. That's the thing people say, right? Banana for scale? Banana for scale. I thought, no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Internet, prove me wrong, all right. Let that pass. Uh, right on. Well, yeah. 
before we dive into our other games, we're going to dive into a newer game that Eddie uh, has brought aboard. Uh, this is a Would You Rather. Ooh. Now, are you are you right-handed or left-handed? I'm a lefty. Okay. Very lefty. Okay. I should have seen that one coming. Very much a lefty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm surrounded by lefties in here. Uh, so, all right. So, <laughs> would you rather uh, pen your entire next cookbook with your right hand or illustrate a cookbook on fried foods? <laughs> I like how you just came up yeah. with this. I suppose it would be B. That's what I would rather. Fried, 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 fried foods. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I Make another wait. cookbook out of fried food. Okay. It's a good theme. It's a good theme. There's lots of different ways this could happen, right? There's literally nothing you can't fry. There's quite a bit of fried foods in Cuban, in Cuban food, right? Cuban yeah. Cuban yeah. There's in a your, fair amount. Yeah. A lot of starch. Uh, the thing, though, with that right hand. Okay. I didn't, I didn't mention this yet, but the, the Cuba Project, Comida Cubana, that book was actually all a typeface that I designed of my handwriting. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So the first one was entirely hand-drawn, hand-lettered. This is, this is... What? What do I call it? Your font. Oh, it's not for sale. So it's just like Marcella 1, print. Marcella 2, <laughs> italic. So there's two typefaces that I made. <laughs> um, that I, I haven't first. put them out into the, into the world information highway. But that's I could. Cool. Put it yeah. I could. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I could type it all with my right hand on ah, using that. Okay. <laughs> I don't think fair. I'll ever hand draw an entire cookbook ever again because it's very hard to edit. It's the most meticulous, oh, crazy thing in Photoshop ever. But it was really fun for the first one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'll ever just make another cookbook ever again. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. We could, we could talk a lot about that and I, I think yeah. anyway yeah we got we got Mar- martinis here yeah. Yeah. well I'll take some advice from both of you mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm kicking around an idea of doing a cocktail book for, I like this uh, not for my own personal project but for, um, for a group of people and so mm-hmm. Eddie uh, Kim this is, this is big news man you're coming out with this We've been talking on the radio. Kidding. Everyone wants to have their own cocktail book on so and so. Of course every, they do. Yeah. So yeah. we've been kicking around this idea for a bit. What's it uh, I won't. I won't spill it because I know someone's going to get angry at me. But uh, that we, is we, hope, we hope to incorporate a lot of the DC bartending and art and music community. Awesome. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Heard it here first, huh? Yeah. Woo. Wow. It's the dirty martini talking. Wow. Yeah. Loose lips, huh? <laughs> I like that. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's jump to a little segment we call Rapid Fire. Time for the payback. Rapid Fire. Oh, uh, before I forget, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna just jump oh, right man, in here. You're ruining the game. Are you gonna tell another story? Like another no, secret? No, no. Um, a big impact. This started here on uh, Shift Drink DC. Uh, Adam Greenberg, former guest of ours, has officially changed his Instagram handle. Stop it. He's not no Tapas longer Chef? Tapas Chef. What? What? Yeah, this he is just crazy. posted it a couple hours ago. I almost forgot. I wanted to oh, shout man. out. Shout out Adam Greenberg. Chef at Chef Adam Greenberg. Very generic, but well-deserved. Oh, man. Adam. Yes. Yes, Adam. Yes. So, uh, at Tapa Chef is out there for whoever wants to grab it before anyone else. Jose. 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 He really wants that. Jose. Uh, okay, I'll camp on it after this, and uh, Jose, we can talk. All right. Wow. <laughs> hey, right. Adam, congratulations, man. We love you here on Shift Drink. Uh, okay. Marcella, rapid fire. Zing. 
What is your most unusual nighttime or morning ritual? I don't know why this has become a regular question of ours. <laughs> we like it. Yeah. Uh, it's revealing. Soaking my feet in Epsom salts and hot water. Do you do that every night? Not every night. Ritual. Hmm. You mean like every night? No, I mean. Oh, but like if you, that, if you turn I that really, into a ritual. I really enjoy that. Is that like once Put a week? Put some candles on. I would, say once, I would say once a week kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that. It's great. Okay. Feels awesome. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you already prepared for this question, but what is your deathbed meal? I did. I said I didn't. This is the thing. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Remember, this is rapid meal. fire. Oh, God. Okay. Um, medium rare steak with chimichurri. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Like heart okay. wants what the heart wants. Yeah. Um, okay. And then um, I like tostones always. It's like comfort food. I'll have that on the okay. side. Why not? Uh, what else? Beverage. Uh, beverage. 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 Um, I'll go. With, doesn't doesn't go at all, but a Bloody Mary. Yeah. <laughs> With like heavy on the horseradish. That'd okay. be nice. Yeah. yeah that'd be nice. Um, okay. Coming. Okay. Yeah. What, was, what was the last meal you made for yourself? Um, the last meal I made for myself. What was the last meal I made? It was the weekend. So we didn't, uh, the last meal I ate was like a delicious Persian meal at Yakta restaurant yesterday. Right that was awesome. Their what? chicken is amazing. Where is it? I've never been there. Uh, Yakta. Mm-hmm. It's in, it's on Rockville. It's in Rockville. Okay. Rockville Pike. Mm-hmm. Up in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, didn't make it. This is, I just diverted your question. Yes. Whatever. It's very slippery. <laughs> yeah. Whew. I was uh, thinking about good food. That was the last great. Or if you had leftovers, mm-hmm. microwaving counts too. Oh, yeah. shit. I ate that for breakfast. Boom. There you <laughs> go. That's yeah. good. There I had go. like the last three pieces of the tender chicken for there breakfast. Words or phrases you most overuse. Super. Thanks for asking. <laughs> like super good, super delicious. My boyfriend hates it. Uh, what has been your best work of art? Describe it. Best work of art. Uh, I think that mural was pretty awesome. For me, it was a real personal challenge to work so big. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's probably a combination of kind of everything leading to that and moving forward into a... Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I do more murals. That'd awesome. be cool. That'd be cool. Awesome. Um, but I mean, the cookbooks, I think both cookbooks are notable because they're equal, equally art and I, I recipes. Was, yeah, so those are huge, huge. Those are pretty huge. Yeah. And, and I guess as a medium, I don't think there's any other more noble form of that, you know... Other than a book. Yeah. To have a book full of my art is pretty pretty awesome. It is awesome. Pretty good. Yeah. Other than your current talents, what other talent do you wish you most had? Do I wish? Yeah. Um I think I think it would be awesome to be good at skateboarding. (laughs) I'm pretty good at snowboarding. Mm -hmm. Um that'd be kinda awesome. To like be able to do kick flips and stuff. Like a lot of yeah tricks. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was rapid Wait, fire. Was that rapid fire? That was rapid fire. Oh, okay. That wasn't so bad. <laughs> there were no sound effects after that. Oh, okay. <laughs>
I, yeah, I feel like we should get like a gun sound effect. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those those gun uh, sound effects is right at the fingertips, Jack. I'm always ready. In a second. How many different guns do you have? Um, I've only really got that gun, and oh, then okay. um, let's see. There's bazooka, atomic bomb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Long one, sonic boom. Jack, it just—it sounds like you just got back from Bonnaroo. <laughs> what yep. makes you say that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a bug, big weekend for everyone. So, congratulations, Jack. Thank it's you. Year six at Bonnaroo. Is yes. That yeah. Yes. Full service. Uh, next week, we're gonna have Ovi on. He's gonna talk about his favorite beer to drink out of the uh, Stanley Cup. That's a thing. Oh, Ovi, yes. That's so awesome. Yes, we'll have a vodka, mm. dirty martini, mm-hmm. big ready to go. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You can revisit this Yay. week's episodes or previous episodes on iTunes or wherever you grab your podcasts. Uh, and find us on all the social medias at Shift Drink DC. Uh, special thank you to Jeffrey Lamaru for our intro music and DJ Reketek for the hilarious sound effects. Uh, and finally, this week uh, we mentioned it before, but we like to, you know, to end this uh, the show with a nod to kind of some of the industry giants, both within DC and nationally, that have impacted me, Matthew, Marcella, Jack, pretty much anyone who touches this all-encompassing industry. <laughs> um, Anthony Bourdain, uh, John Lairmeyer, who's a prominent bartender down in Miami, Tad Kurtz here from DC. Uh, you will all be greatly missed. Uh, Your body is not a temple, it's an amusement park. Enjoy the ride.